Hey, it's Graham. Our past in-depth guests have shared so many inspirational stories about overcoming adversity and tackling the darkest and most challenging times in their lives. We're sharing one of those moments in today's Thursday podcast in the hope that it provides a blueprint for any difficulties you might be facing. This week, Howard Schultz. Growing up, something that stood out to you was that walk to school where you'd pass these single-family homes, single homes yeah. and, and duplexes. And then yeah. uh, one time when you asked a, a girl out from another yeah. side of, of, of town. When I think I was 17 or 18, I met a girl and I had borrowed my father's car and I was picking her up to go out. Rang the bell, I walked in, she wasn't ready. And the father said, uh, nice to meet you, et cetera. Where do you live? And, and I proudly said, I live in Brooklyn. Where? where? I live in Canarsie. Oh. And then he finally said, you, do you live in the projects? And I saw his face just completely change. And the judgment was, you're not the right guy for my daughter. Even though I was 18, 19 years old. I never forgot that. I wish to this day I could have met that guy many years later and said, you know, I don't know if you remember me or not, but um, I took your daughter out when I was 18 or 19 years old and you shamed me for coming from the projects. I think whenever I go back to Canarsie and go back to the projects, I am of two minds. I am very, very proud of having come from that place and achieved what I have. You, you, there's a badge of honor for the, those of us who grew up in the projects, because we, we know what that life was like. But when I'm there, I, have, uh, I can feel the scars that I carry uh, kind of opening up a bit, because I, have, I do have significant bad memories of things that occurred. I grew up with a lot of shame and uh, a lot of insecurity as a poor kid living in, in the projects. How do the insecurities come out in you today? I think the achievement of Starbucks is, is you know, there are 37,000 stores in 84 countries, but it takes a, uh, uh, a level of drive and intensity and that drive and intensity is, is, in my case, based on trying to prove something to myself and maybe to the world based on having the, the insecurities and vulnerabilities and the scars of being a poor kid and the lifelong shame of that that never leaves you. I try and, and use it as a strength as opposed to a weakness. And I think for years it was a weakness because I did have a kind of a chip on my shoulder about being embarrassed or devalued for where I came from. I, I know you guys had a complicated relationship, but what did your dad teach you about work ethic? That's a complicated question. My dad wasn't lazy but he wasn't a hard worker. My dad was damaged. PTSD was not something anyone understood. My dad went to the war at 18, 19 years old. Who knows what he experienced in the South Pacific? Who knows what happened? He came back with gangue fever, left high school at 15, uneducated, and he bounced around his entire life with one bad, blue-collar, bad job after another. And he, he established himself always as the victim. 
and never took responsibility. And I think... Uh, and that made you bitter. I think I was disappointed in him. I was afraid of my father. Uh, he was a physical father. He's, he beat I mean, you up on occasion. There were moments that he just had a lot of rage. In later years, I think I had tremendous empathy and compassion for what he must have experienced. But there also was anger and disappointment as I got older, uh, not as a kid. But I didn't learn work, work ethic from my father. The work ethic that I have came from survival and realizing nobody was going to give me anything. 1960, your mom takes you yeah. to a yeah. JFK yeah. speech in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. What do you remember from that? As a kid, there are moments in your life that you think, well, I'm not going to be able to remember that. But I'm holding my mother's hand, and all of a sudden, Senator John F. Kennedy is on stage giving a campaign speech. And there we were. And I think her hopes and dreams for me was steeped in what John F. Kennedy was saying. And, uh, and I, so she took me to that rally. We went home. He becomes president in 1960. And November 22nd, 1963, he gets assassinated. My mother's hysterical crying in our small apartment. And for the next three days, she sat on the couch. She never slept, black and white TV, smoking cigarette after cigarette. And she was never the same. My mother had years and years of depression and all kinds of things. But that was a defining moment. The role your mom played in your life, and you think the yeah. lessons that she taught you yeah. would be what, looking yeah. back? So on one hand, uh, I'm here, I'm talking about my mother's depression. But the other, my mother was... Uh, she was kind of a force unto herself. I mean, um, she kept the house going because my father was kind of in and out of just a lot of bad jobs and stuff. She had an ongoing belief that I was going to be the first person to go to college, and she had an ongoing belief in me. So my self-esteem came from her. And unfortunately, both my parents, my father especially, who my father died in 87 when he was 65 from lung cancer. And my mother died many years later, uh, but for a number of years she suffered from, from ongoing dementia. So both my parents, my father for sure, my mother of a little, they never kind of realized the success of their son. Not even your mom when she, uh, because not, I remember- Not to the extent. I've read a story where you're walking her through Starbucks and she asks you something oh, yeah, about sure. who's paying yeah, you know, all, she, all these well, people. Well, these early years of Starbucks, yeah. probably a thousand people in the office or so. And, you know, one day we're walking through there and you know, her naivete, she says, do all these people get paid? And I said, yeah, mom, they do. And she said, well, how, do you write the check for all these people? Said, no, no, I don't do that, mom. Someone else does that. That's it for now. But if you're hungry for more in-depth interviews, Head over to youtube.com slash Graham Bensinger. You can dive into our deep library, which includes more than 2,000 clips spanning 12 plus years. Thanks again for listening.